Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got a great champion here this morning, as well as Grant Cardone, who steps into this episode and gives a little bit of advice about life and financial situations. So let's grab a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. You know, getting systems in place and then actually using them is 100% what makes all the difference in the world. One comment or one statement I like to live my life by is, you know, even if you don't have a system, you have a system, your system is just not having a system, right? And we're talking about a bunch of things at Breakfast with Champions this week. We are talking about money. We're talking about inspiration. We're talking about mentors, taking action and systems. And normally when I host these rooms, I host them with the one and only Amanda Dahl, I do want to pause for a second. Um, she's been really sick for the last two weeks. We just found out she tested positive for COVID. So if you guys can keep her in your prayers, she's rounding the bend. She's feeling better. She will be back next week. But I did want to mention that because she brings so much to this room and, and we love her a lot. So I'll just clap it up and just keep her in your prayers if you can. Joy, I see you on mic. All right. I wasn't sure if you had something to add to that. But going back to what Glenn was saying this morning, right? Sometimes God makes you feel uncomfortable to feel alive. I've been there. I've lived paycheck to paycheck. Um, I shared last week on my segment how I lived a very, very fast life. And with that came a very base understanding of money. I was the life of the party. I was the guy paying for everything as fast as I could make the money. It was going out. And I like taking care of people, right? So for me, I found fulfillment in that. But as I got around mentors, which brings in another topic we're discussing today, I started seeing glimmers of kind of how they got to where they got and started asking the right questions. Now, there's two types of mentors you can find. There's ones that actually have done it, and there's ones that like to pretend they've done it. What I learned through searching and trying to figure out how to use money was the ones that had it didn't really act like it. Right? You could tell they had it because of the way that they lived their life, but the ones that didn't have it and acted like it and had all the things were typically the ones that were living a fast life and they were just kind of putting on airs. So we're going to go through today why it matters, you know, why you need to be educated when it comes to money, and again, how to get inspired by other people and mentors to really level that game up. You need to understand that you know, when you get why it matters – that you need to sharpen your sword daily, right? And you need to do what Ramon said, and you have to put things into action. Because another thing I'll share with you is, as I went on my journey, I ended up getting a phone call, um, very similar to the Oprah story that was told this morning. And it was to speak on a national level to an investors group. Now, this was fairly early on into my real estate career, but I was focused on real estate investing. And I knew a bit about it, and I had done quite a bit of work in the city, and I got a call from a random guy. And he said, you know, this, this so-and-so TV celebrity wants you to speak at his events on your marketplace when it comes to real estate investing. I thought it was a scam. I actually said no out of the gate. I'm like, this guy is just, you know, calling me. And it's just one of those, those scam calls. Thankfully, my wife is much smarter than I am. She told me to call them back. I went to the events and then I quickly realized that it was one of the most exclusive investor memberships in all of North America. They were actually on the Canadian list of top 100 growing companies. They're very, very well known. They work with the number one land developer in North America. Lo and behold, I somehow got myself in proximity to these people, right? So I started going to these events and now 
since 2013. We were doing about four a year. We dialed it down to about two bigger ones a year for the past couple of years. We've spoken to over 10,000 people and I would qualify typically 200 to 300 investors per event. And the qualifications that I would do with these investors and getting around people that were investing at a very high level was an MBA level education in terms of how portfolios grew, but also how they didn't grow and how certain investors were in a position to invest and certain investors weren't. I met people that didn't have a dollar to their name and I met people that had a lot of money to their name. And I met some people that literally had nothing, not even a cent for a down payment that now own multi-million dollar portfolios. And I met other people that had lots of money and still have lots of money, but they don't have wealth. They haven't actually done what they went there to do. Now, what I wanna share with you is the difference in between those two people is very, very simple. You either have time or you have money, right? We, we all start different stages at life. I will acknowledge that not everybody's in the same position, but when you have time, you have the ability to go out there and educate yourself. You have the ability to go out there and add value. You have the ability to go out there and get around people that inspire you and provide them value, listen to the community, and try and be a people connector. Be the Joy Farley of the world. Collect friends, listen to what matters to them, and start connecting people with people. What I started realizing was there was one young couple. Um, you can actually look them up. Their name is Jamie and Leslie Collard. They're actually currently living on the island of Curacao, um, and they were a couple that I was showing probably $200,000 semi-detached homes in 2013, and they're couples that are buying units by the hundreds now. And the difference with them and some of the other people that just never pulled the trigger was, you know, they didn't run in headlong, uneducated. They, they did the work and they started looking at the patterns of, you know, where to invest, how to do it, the risk profiles of the properties that they were getting into. And this is the real key. They found the mentors that didn't act like they had it, but they did. And those people, the Glenn Lundy's of the world, you know, Sarah with the way that she's just super organizing and getting events thrown together like she did. These people, I promise you, if you met them and you said, hey, I'm doing so-and-so, you know, how, how could I not fail at this? They would be so quick to tell you the mistakes that they made to pay it forward because they're the real deal, right? When you meet the other side of the fence and some people that you think have it and you start asking them questions, they don't want to share anything with you. Maybe they have it, more likely they don't because they have that scarcity mindset. And truthfully, it doesn't really matter either way because your energy deployment needs to be focused, laser focused on what you're doing. You need to not count other people's money. That is another concept that I heard again recently and it really, really echoes in my industry because people that are chasing success and again i'm looking at this through the lens of a gentleman who owns a real estate brokerage they are always focused on why they haven't had their turn yet why that other agent is posting all their sold photos on social media now translate that to outside of the real estate industry why that person has more followers on instagram why that youtuber has more subscribers and they're growing faster than you and they're counting other people's money and i am telling you while people like that are doing that the real ones are actually doing it they're putting in the reps they are growing one follower a day they're engaging in conversations they're going out there and they're just doing the damn thing I'm working on 
getting Benji Travis, who is a massive YouTuber, over a billion views, to come into this room and kind of explain his story because it echoes that, right? I was hanging out with Benji yesterday and we were talking about how so many people are looking for the easy button. Brian Benstock says this all the time, right? Like it's, it's one of those things where they're looking for the shortcut or they get complacent and they feel like, well, I sell 40 cars a month. I'm the bee's knees, right? But they're comparing themselves and making themselves feel good, getting complacent and not, not really growing and not tracking to maybe ambitions that they say they have. So, you know, to, to get back to the main point here and say, what are your ambitions and what are you doing to move forward towards that? What I would love to do is go through some of the major mistakes that people make when it comes to money, right? And we already talked about getting educated and I think you need to be educated, but you also have to be hungry to be educated. There's a concept where I think some people are afraid to look like they don't know what they're talking about, which I completely understand. I was that guy, right? I didn't want to get into a room with people that owned multi-million dollar portfolios and not be able to hang. But I can tell you, being humble and transparent is also a great way to connect with mentors and show them that you're hungry, right? Glenn, I don't know if you're around, but watch that Dustin kid. Like that is one of the hungriest guys I've met in the game. We've connected a bunch on the back channels and I've connected him with people that are very influential in our industry and his territory that could potentially change his life. Why did I do that? Because he's hungry for the knowledge and he's not making any precon preconceptions about who he is or where he is in his journey, right? He's told us from the jump, just got licensed, he's got big goals, but now this is where the pedal hits the metal, right? You can have big goals, but your mentors and the people that will be there to open doors for you and help you, they're watching you. So if you're gonna go through all the effort to go find mentors and find people who are gonna help educate you when it comes to money, wonderful. They're gonna spend their time helping you. Sarah's gonna tell you how to execute and then she watches you and a month later, you're still planning. You're probably gonna lose that trust or that faith from that person. And again, massive opportunities that could change your life. The very best thing you can do is turn around and execute at violent speed. Implement, don't be shy, do not be afraid to put something into practice and then come back, review. And more than anything, the real ones out there when you bring them a problem, right? When you show them you execute and you come back to them and you're like, I did it, but I didn't expect this, 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 and this, you'll actually see them light up, right? I've talked about Sir Hans in the past and I get a lot of calls um, because of my relationship with him from people going to meet him. And they always ask me, you know, how do I, how do I get his attention? And I tell them, I said, well, you know, he's the most followed real estate agent on the planet most people call him and they will go to meet him and do whatever they do. They want the photo op, right? They want to be his best friend. They want to be seen in alignment with him. I said, what you can do to stand out is bring him a problem. Find something in your business that is a fairly complex problem or something you want to accomplish that doesn't seem to be easy. Bring that to him. Don't do the small talk that everybody else does and just get right into it because he's a practitioner. Right? When I met him and we formed our relationship, I brought him two very clear, very direct things. He gave me answers. I executed within a year and then I brought him another one. And that was where our 
mentorship relationship came from, you know, it wasn't from me just going and, and tagging him on Instagram, doing all those things. He's got enough Instagram followers. He doesn't need anything from me. But executing and then coming back to him and then bringing him a more complex problem because the first answer he gave me worked, you know, with my own flavor and my own style to it, that led to number two, which led to number three and on and on. The other point I want to touch on because we talked about mentorship so much today and I do think it matters showing genuine appreciation for people that have given you their time is very important I think a lot of people walk into relationships networking seminars they want something and I get it I totally understand we all want something right we're all trying to strive towards something but it's about the we it's not about the me right so if you can you can give without any expectation that is probably the best place you'll ever be in your life and i also think if you can receive with expectation that's also a great place for you to be and what i mean by that again is i'll circle right back to the beginning this is a strategy that i use and i'd love for you to implement it in your life was when i started forming these relationships and they gave me value and they executed i turned around and i tried to give them more than they gave me right if our relationship is 100 pennies, I want to give them 51. I don't ever want anybody to, I don't want to owe anybody anything. I would rather leave a relationship where they got more value from me than I got from them. So tangibly, I'll use Ryan as an example. How did I do that? I literally sent his head of new development, um, all of my systems from my CRM. Actually, this ties into what Ramon was saying, my customer management system. I had a very dialed in system for in taking leads, how they get touched, you know, making sure the follow-ups are there, making sure they get the information that they need, what it looks like when they go under contract. I can keep going on and on and on, but I think you get it. And the one thing that Ryan's team actually didn't have back then when we met was those systems in place. So when I realized that and I heard her say that in the meeting that was supposed to be about me, I wrote it down in my little notebook. And then three months later, you know, I refined my system because I wanted to impress them and I wanted to make sure it looked good, but I sent it to them. She never asked me for it. I just said, hey, you guys poured into me, man. I, like, I, I can't appreciate that more. I know you guys were talking systems. Here's mine. If you have any questions, let me know. We can hop on Zoom. Now, that leads to another relationship where education starts becoming part of the piece of the puzzle that I didn't even know I needed, right? And we talk about investment in mentorship. And we talk about investment in education and investment in money. I could not afford not to invest in those relationships. Looking back now, the exponential growth I experienced because of my proximity to these people was in direct correlation to A, executing, B, giving back more than I took in the relationship, which I still don't think I can, so I should probably send another gift or something. And then C, looking at how I can pay it forward. So it's about the we, right? It's not about the me. So it's wonderful that I've had people that I feel I have no business knowing that have helped me get where I got today. But what is it all for? What is the point of me building and building and building? Because eventually I'm gonna end up in the dirt. A real surprise, we're all gonna end up in the dirt at one day or another. So it becomes about more than me, it becomes about the legacy, right? It truly becomes about what do people say about me when I'm not in the room? And I think one of the simplest ways that you can do that is when you see people, I don't even know if he's here, but when you see people like Dustin or other people that you think need something you have, 
being proactive in connecting and helping them, again, can change your life. And it seems counterintuitive, but giving is probably the most selfish thing you can do because the more you give, the more the abundance comes back. Glenn mentioned Will, right? Will, I saw him hanging out in the audience before. There he is. William's my boy. William was the first guy I met on Clubhouse. The synergy of our our friendship was built over me just watching him treat people very kindly and with empathy. I had no context to who he was. We just started talking. You know, a couple weeks later, I said, hey, man, like, you really taught me how to do this Clubhouse thing. I host this room on Mondays. Can you come in and just help people learn how to use Clubhouse? Sure enough, Will comes on. Next thing I know, John Lee, Glenn, the whole crew comes on. No context to who any of these people are. But the one consistent thing that I see is they're giving back. And they're just helping other people cross that bridge that they wanted to cross back in the day. And they're helping it do it at breakneck speed, like GC, who just joined the room. If somebody can bring up Grant, that would be wonderful. Grant, we are talking about money. We're talking about mentorship. We're talking about inspiration. More than that, execution. Question for you. When people come to you for mentorship and they don't execute, how does that make you feel? Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, how does it make me feel? Doesn't change my feelings one way or the other. How does it make them feel? Terrible. So, uh, I don't expect most people to take my advice, so I'm kind of like over that. People that ask for my advice, I'm like, yeah, you're not going to take it anyway, because most people are just not willing to do the, the, I mean, let's face it, like getting information is one thing, doing doing something is a completely, it's just another deal. Uh, my, my daughter asked me the other day, she's like, Papa, because she, she's, you know, like probably like your kids are fascinated with you and think you're a superhero. My daughter, Sabrina, thinks I'm the, the greatest person on the planet. And she's like, Papa, what makes you so cool? What makes you the, like you're the coolest person I know? And I'm like, I do stuff. That's what makes me cool. And, you know, when, when somebody asks for advice and then they don't do it, it's because they, they haven't built that muscle to take a piece of data and do it. You know, they go into, yeah, but. My conditions are different. My situation's different. Like last night, I was on this, uh, and then I'll wrap it up. I was on this uh, clubhouse about it, or vac not the non unvaccinated people creating the problem, uh, the spread or whatever. And I heard, I listened to everybody sad last night, and most people are just going to listen and they're going to form an opinion and then be, they're going to pick a side. Well, what I did last night after that was I just posted uh, and shared a policy with my, all my executives at our companies that we will, we will not, we will not mandate or force vaccines to hire employees at any of my companies, any of my partnerships, any of my companies, anything that I'm, uh, associated with, we will leave the door open for the employee to make the choice as to whether they vaccinate or not. So the point is, like, when you guys are at these clubhouses and you're listening to something, man, listen, listen to do. You know, don't don't listen to be right. Listen to do. Listen to to change yourself. Your, you know, to move in a direction 
and and um, you know that's why I collect. That's why I come here. I'm like, what can I learn this morning that I can apply today? So thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing me up. No, I appreciate you, brother. As always, man. I think people have an inherent fear when it comes to money and execution, right? They're just worried about the judgment of other people. Yet the people I respect, like you and others that are actual practitioners, they just execute at breakneck speed, right? And I think that's that's the rub. Like you have momentum and you keep going because you're looking for it. You're also looking for inspiration, right? To circle back to Glenn's event that they hosted in New York last week, man, listening to those stories, it just makes me so happy because Glenn's finding inspiration. The fact that Scott didn't go for the 5K or five mile run with them He's chose to walk with somebody that was in a position where they couldn't do the run, right? And Scott found inspiration in that person and potential growth in his business and potential investments for what she's doing in the future because he was open to it. But people are waiting for people to tell them it's their turn or waiting for them to give them the money to do the thing they need to do instead of going out to get it. So why do you think people are so scared of money, Grant? Because we've been, you know, we've been miss People aren't. You're not born with any kind of fear of any of these things, you know. I mean, I'm, I guess there's some, you know, s- mental issues that people might have, like oh, I'm scared of heights for no reason, even though I've never fell off of anything. But th- th- this is instilled, right? We're we're taught we're taught about this stuff, you know. Save your money, um, save for a rainy day, plan for emergencies, plan for retirement. These things are sold to us, folks. Like any of this stuff that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, much of which is not your own decision. Like you haven't really looked at the situation to decide whether you should save money, make money, earn money, invest money, uh, retirement accounts. Those were not, none of these things were our ideas okay these ideas have been sold promoted firmly embedded into our consciousness because of repeated advertisements by those that benefit from you saving your money you buying a house you putting in a retirement account these things are these things are actually anti-counter wealth builders these are not wealth wealth builders these are not if you're doing stupid stuff it's because you've been trained to believe that the things that you're doing that don't build wealth are what the smart people do to build wealth when it's not true people do people do not start retirement accounts to build wealth nor do they buy homes nor do they save their money okay Um, so last thing I'll say is if you go back to the 1900s if you look at the wealthy people in this, in just America, okay, they they stored, not saved, stored 40% of their earnings in order to invest that money in a small number of companies. In in most cases, it was one company, not not they did not diversify their investments. So like even the diversify your investments, I was with a guy yesterday. He, He's got his money in a bunch of ETF funds. I'm like, do you even know what that is? He's like, oh, it's just a bunch of stocks. I said, okay, but do you know what you're invested in? He's like, man, I have no clue. I was told by my financial advisor that if I went across a bunch of funds and I heard Warren Buffett say he would be invested in funds, I'm like, yeah, but that's not what he invests in. He takes risk in small numbers of companies. 
and um, he does not spread his money out across a lot of different things. For the amount of wealth this guy has, he's in a very, very few investments, actually. So what I'm saying to everybody here is if you're doing something that's not working, you're not unlucky and you're not stupid and you're, you're not lazy. You, you have been trained and educated and commercialized to sit on the sidelines. And, and uh, you know, what helped me was just undoing everything I'd learned. I, I, I literally just took some time to, like, undo my education. Thank but how do we do that, Grant? If it's so deep-seated, right, and it's everywhere, because it's, it's the little things, right? Like, it's in the, the commercials that you see. It's in your feeds. It's in the conversations that you have with your loved ones. It's in the mentors. It's in the conversations. You know, just like you said, that guy, you know, his financial advisor told him. And so he just kind of, so, like, it's deep, 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 deep. So how do you do that deep yeah, work you, to reverse you gotta, that? You got it. Number one, you have to be willing to to look for the truth instead of being right. You know, being right is the death of the individual. Like, if you want to be right, you're done, man. And 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 what I mean is, like, some of you right now are defending your position right now. Grant's wrong about the house. Grant's wrong about saving. I need to save money. I need an emergency account. Oh, I should diversify. You're, you're hell-bent on being right right now. And the first thing, Glenn, is I have to be willing to be wrong in order to be wealthy. So I, I need to be, like, I don't care if I'm right or wrong, dude. I just want to get financial freedom for me and my family. I mean, indestructible. I'm talking about money that will live 100 years after I'm dead. I want to I want to build hospitals, okay? I want to be able to have a company where people are not vaccinated. I know I'm going to probably get some bullshit of a lawsuit. Who knows what I'm going to get over this. I want to be in the position to be able to make my own decisions, like with, with, with without being, without saying I got to be right on this. I, I need to be able to be able to reverse my opinion in order to have my freedom. And so <clears throat> Number one, I think people just need to make a decision. Hey, I need to look at everybody has been <clears throat> everybody has been miseducated. It, it, it's impossible to think that we haven't been. Mr. Cardone. Yes, sir. Right. What's up? Hold on one second, Glenn. Can I get in, guys? Y'all good? Thanks, guys. So so sorry, I'm 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 going to my heli right now, man. I'm going to look at some real estate this morning. But 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 you know what I'm saying, Glenn? Like I do. Like yeah yeah. So so like I do. It, when I when I was going to buy a plane, Glenn, everybody everybody not everybody but the people that couldn't buy a plane told me I was dumb to buy a plane. They're like, man, that's a depreciating asset. I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola buys planes like that, not a not a little guy like you. Okay, all right. Well, where are you guys getting all this information from? By the way, I want to be like Coca-Cola. I don't. I don't want. I, I don't want to be like my my peers. You know. So so like you have to be will. You have to be so committed to the place that you're going that you're willing to give up what you have. And this is what I say all the time. Most people don't get where they're going because they're not willing to give up where they are. And that includes being right or wrong. 
I'm with you, G, and I want to take it a little bit deeper while we have you, because I think this is super important. I personally appreciated your post. Uh, I saw it this morning. I appreciate the post. I was in the room last night as the conversations were going on in the, in the, uh, in the clubhouse room. And I, and I love that you kept asking that question of John Ledger. You're like, where are you getting your information from? And he was never quite able to answer that question. And I think that's a question everybody should be asking. Yeah. Where are you yeah. getting the information from? Right. Yeah. yeah. Even but the doctor, ahead. even the do all these smart, you know, Hey, I'm a doctor and I'm a, I'm an immunologist and I'm this, I'm like, I don't care what you are, dude, where are you getting your data from? Okay. The fact right. that you know, Glenn, Grant, I was, I was there too. And I just wanted to, I'm so glad Glenn that you chimed in because seeing Grant's post this morning, I'm like, this dude is freaking consistent. He just, he comes in, he listens. And the, in the minute he can make an impact, his voice, he's using his platform, his, his voice in the most powerful way, just like everybody here on the Breakfast of Champions, you know, it was such a powerful conversation. So I'm done speaking. Grant, you're awesome. Glenn, so, so awesome that you were there also to see that in action, guys. That's really somebody that's doing something and not just listening, but listening to do. So I wrote that down, Grant. You're awesome. Thank you. Done speaking. Yeah, I love that. Thank, I love, thank love you that. so much. So, 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 Grant, I want to take it one step further. You're... We, we, we said that as far as the pre-programming on the thoughts, like we have to decide that it's okay to not be right, right? It's okay for us to be wrong. But that in itself is a hard thing, right? Behaviorally want to be right. They programmed us in school to get the green check marks, right? There's right and there's wrong. There's black and there's white. So how do we do that deep work mentally to be able to get past this desire to want to be right. Dude, I mean, you know, that's what my church does, okay? My, my church, my, you know, I'm a Scientologist, Glenn, as you know. And you can be a Catholic, a Protestant, uh, a Jew, you can be a, a Muslim, you can be any, any religion you want to be and still do the work of discovering what the truth is, which is exactly what my church does for me. It allows me to sit down and explore what decisions have I made in my life that are no that were at one time good for me, by the way? Because all the decisions that you guys have made at some point in your life were good for you. It could, could have been anything. It could have been to get a dog or to put a dog down. You made a decision at that moment that was good for you, but that decision does not mean when you do that when you're 10 years ago or 20 years ago, it might not be the decision you want to make today and continue to make. Saving morning, brother, how you doing? morning, saving money, saving money when you're wealthy is, you know, or, or diversifying your investments when you're wealthy is different than doing that when you're 25 years old. So, so people just need to take the time to explore probably with another person, like another person needs to kind of guide you along and have the technology to find out, Oh dang, dude, like, I made a decision when I was 17 years old because of a breakup with a girl that relationships suck. I was hurt and I made a decision, a firm decision then that I'd never be in another relationship again. And, and the person's now 36 years old, still operating off that one decision 20 years before that is buried now, that is buried in that individual psyche so deep that they can't even see it. Uh, and, and they, and they wonder why they're lonely. Right. And, 
you know. So anyway, that's what my church has done for me, allowed me to, because I've changed, Glenn, like you've watched my whole ascent, uh, you know, to change, you got to change. But yeah, I agree. Change, I agree. Yeah, to change, ultimately, you have to change your mind about the things that you believed to be true at one time or your family did or whoever taught you whatever you know. Yeah, and I was really hoping that you would you would you would touch on that. And uh, part of what Grant's re, you know referring to is um, you know through Dianetics, and there's a there, there's an auditing process where you can really experience the things from your past, and you can experience those things in a very conscious, open, and aware space by sharing those stories uh, with someone else that can help you extract um, those little engramic implants in your brain that are ultimately controlling uh, the, the thought processes that you have and, and overall the belief system um, that you have. And it really does take work. It takes a lot of work. And so Grant, I appreciate you, um, you know, sharing that. And that's kind of what I, what I wanted to make sure that everyone understood because sometimes on the surface, it's like, just decide, right? Just decide you're going to start working. Yeah, that, just that's... decide, you know, and it's not really well, we, just decide. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, you got, you know, there's validation that just making a decision until you get rid of. And this is what I've always told people. I'm like, guys, quit adding more information. Get rid of the information you have first. Like, like imagine, uh, imagine your mind or your spirit, you as an individual is like a boat, right? And it's it, uh, so, suddenly it's filled up with water and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to add more water. You don't add water to get rid of the, you got to get rid of the water. And, and, and the mind is filled with all these decisions that we're operating with on a daily basis, you know? And, and, and so it's like, I, I remember when I started flying a lot, somebody says, Oh my God, you're going to be jet lagged everywhere. I went, Oh, you must be jet lagged. I mean, I wasn't even jet lagged. And I was like, by, by the time a hundred people tell you that you're going to be jet lagged. So you are. And when I started, when I moved across the country, uh, people would tell me, Oh my God, moving is more stressful than losing a spouse. And I'm like, Really? I thought it was an adventure. But if you hear it enough times, man, the next thing you know, you're, you're experiencing stress and you don't want to move. Well, the truth is moves have been the one of the best things in my career has been uprooting myself and my family and moving across the country to a new place where I knew no one. So people, everybody should take a moment, you know, and, and, and look, if you could do this by yourself, you'd have already done it. Let's keep it real. Something is holding you back. I know that. I know that something's holding Grant back from being as big as he could and should be. And and adding more information is not going to change that until you get rid of the things that are holding you back. Yeah, I think that's incredibly valid, right? And I love the metaphor of, you know, you don't get the water out of the boat by putting more water in the boat. We got to we got to empty that stuff out. And sometimes that can be a, uh, a scary thing, right? Sometimes that can be a scary thing, really unlocking some of those doors and going back to the experiences that we've had that really your brain covered up on purpose, right? It covers up those experiences so that you'll continue to move forward. And so when you unlock that, it can be, it can be a scary thing, man. It really, really can. But, uh, but Grant, man, I appreciate you and I appreciate the push. 
Uh, it's an interesting market that we're in right now. Um, of course, you're continuing to add value to, to all of us. And I know that you will take shots. I know that you will take shots uh, for the actions that, that, you, that you take. Um, but just know that I'm in your corner, man. I support you. I got you. You're, you're my boy, G. Thank you, man. Hey, Thank you, man. You, Glenn. You, you didn't see that as me taking a shot today, though, did you? Did I see it as you taking a shot? No. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I, oh, you mean, no, I'm you saying mean, you're gonna take shots. Like people are gonna people are gonna hate on you yeah. for for that post. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Glenn, yeah. this is Brielle really quick. Something that Grant probably won't mention, um, but something that super helped me, like in the last 24 hours outside of um, you know, his consistency with his post, is the 10X workshop. Like I know we're talking about getting clear. But there's something that um, Cardone Enterprises just launched. And if everybody goes to 10xworkshop.com, and Grant hates when I do this, but to me, I feel like he has so many free resources and really dynamic ways for us to actually take home information um, that he never promotes his stuff. But whenever it helps me, I just always want to throw it out there. So something that they do have is the 10xworkshop.com. But the reason I'm telling you guys this is it's based on what we're talking about. There's this worksheet that when you go to that website, 10xworkshop.com, you download this worksheet, right? And on that worksheet, you actually have targets. So the way that Glenn and Grant are talking about um, really getting really, really clear on what you're doing and figuring out what your next steps are and where you're actually going and what it looks like and putting first things first, things like that. Um, there's actually worksheets. Like he gives us a, a PDF to work through all of our all of our stuff, right? And even though it isn't a business component and it's not the same as maybe the, the personal dynamic of letting go of things for the people that wanna catapult to the next level in business. I mean, I went through the worksheet yesterday. It was really, really helpful for me. So I would just put it out there as something just like we promote Glenn's Morning 5 as something for you to change your morning and change your life. Uh, for me, it's the same thing. This particular worksheet, uh, it was really helpful for me within the last 10 or uh, 24 hours. So the worksheet's found at 10xworkshop.com. And I know Grant never wants to promote his stuff, but if you guys want something tangible to like take this conversation to the next level, there's a worksheet there for you. Hope that helps. This is real. Hey, let me jump in. This is King right quick. I just want to give a major shout out to the voice in the jungle, fearless, turning people pain into power. Thank you, Mr. Cardone. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Breakfast Club. Six Daddy. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, King. We do. We appreciate you. It's been an honor getting to know you over these last few days and excited to continue rolling with you. Uh, moving forward. So with, with, with that, I think we're going to um, be shifting the uh, conversation. We've got our next incredible moderator that's going to keep the room rolling. G 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.